What's up, people? Welcome to the interview with Courtney. Courtney is fantastic. She is the third and final host of We Explain Movies. I've had them all on now. I think that's important. Just a heads up before you listen to this episode. I don't know why the audio on my end sounds the way it does. I was using my mic, and it sounds like I recorded inside a refrigerator. So it's really disappointing to find out, but I'm a hack, I'm a hack, I'm a hack, I'm a hack. Make sure you check out We Explain Movies and enjoy the interview. It was awesome. There's going to be two more parts. So I'm going I'm to take a little break. You should. Today, I am talking to my old friend, Courtney. She is wonderful. She is a she is the most serious movie woman of all time. She has seen every movie ever made and read every book ever made. And she's, she's really smart and thoughtful, and I'm super excited to have her on the podcast. So, Courtney. Hi. How did we meet? Oh, we met on your birthday. We in did? Act, in acting, too. Yeah, uh, that was your birthday, wasn't it? That first uh, first week of school. Oh, shit, you're right. Yeah. And, and didn't the class sing to me? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. And, and I was like, I know none of you. And so I, I tried to sing, but everyone already, um, yeah, I was a transfer student. So everyone already knew each other. And I was like, please like me. And so I just remember singing happy birthday to you. And I was like, this one's Daniel, right? It's not Dakota. <laughs> we weren't great about trying to introduce ourselves to the new students in that class. I remember there was about five or six of you. And we unfortunately stuck with our little clique from acting one that's okay because yeah eventually we were forced to work together <laughs> we were forced to work together courtney and i the final project in acting two we had we were assigned secret scenes we didn't know who our scene partners were mm -hmm. until the first time we performed it so our teacher would call up people and say everyone from this scene come up and that's when you would see your scene partner for the first time and courtney and i were partners for the play Reasons to be Pretty. And that was, A, it was a, it was probably some of the best acting I did at the time because it's a really intense scene and it kind of pushed me out of my comfort zone. But you were such a good, aggressive scene partner. I, I look back on that one so fondly. I was very proud of that scene. It was incredible to work with you and just, uh, just that excitement of not knowing who was going to stand up at the same time as our acting professor said, all right, reasons to be pretty. And you just kind of like, obviously uh, I knew that was a, a boy and girl scene. So I was like looking around at, at which male in the class was going to stand up. And also we all kind of were staring at what everyone was wearing that day. Cause like, why would the person I was in the scene with be wearing a suit? Because there would be somebody wearing a suit. And I just love that you and I, we didn't know it was each other. We didn't know anything. And yet we both wore flannel shirts. <laughs> Yes, we did. Like a couple would. Yeah, like a couple would. We both had flannel on and just just what an experience to get to all of a sudden use all this preparation you've had and all of these lines that you have inside of you and just pour them out over somebody. And yeah, that, that whole scene, the majority of it is me just going off on you. And <laughs> that was just so uh, cathartic, uh, not because I've always like had something <laughs> against you, but because... I, I just had my own things going on in my head and then to like have a target to point it all at was so freeing. And then you would do such things that would catch me off guard that remind you, oh yeah, I'm in the moment, I'm acting and I need to be connecting with somebody. And I, I'll never forget that time when you just like kicked off your shoes and that wasn't in the script, was it? 
No, it was it was something that I just started doing because we reached a certain point with the scene. We weren't really allowed to rehearse. We were supposed to work on it as much as possible on our own and yeah. then bring bring it forward at some point. And at that point in time, I didn't really know my method of acting. So it was sort of just stumbling through the scene from one moment to the next. And in that particular performance, I decided... Uh, I'm just gonna kick off my shoes because she's a she's just a crazy woman, and you got so upset. How could you not? I was in the middle of of like pouring my heart out and expressing what had made me so upset, and then all of a sudden you're kicking off your New Balance sneakers, <laughs> and like the audience lost it, and like it, it made me feel like an actor, you know, because neither of us broke during the scene. Instead, we just were working with what the other person was giving us, and that's that was just something that, you know, you work all semester towards and it, it really paid off as a final result. And I'm still incredibly proud of that scene and just the work that we got to do together. So am I. And I would, I would love to do it again at some point. Oh, for sure. The whole show. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not a big, now I'm not the biggest LeBute fan. Oh, but same, sadly. <laughs> because of that scene that he will always have just a very important place in my heart. Absolutely. And, and reasons to be pretty for sure. But then, you know, the more labute you read, unfortunately, the more all men is the same. <laughs> they are all the same. Oh, I, a, a labute play is coming out. Who's going to be arguing in it? I hope that man doesn't make bad choices. Oh, he did. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also remember remember during one of the run throughs of the scene, you were, like you said, you're pouring your heart out to me. And then I start laughing just really dismissively. Oh, yeah. I start going like, are, are, are you done? I said something crazy. Didn't I like threaten to kill your fish and stuff? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was probably something <laughs> like that, you know, which which was written to be like, it's a hysterical woman. She's going to kill this guy's fish. But that is funny. So can see why you would laugh at me. It was probably something like at that moment. And then after after Reason to be Pretty, I have I have a list of just some court my favorite Courtney stories. The list would have been very long, but I'm going to try to keep it as as brief as possible. After that scene, we we got really close as friends. It was mm -hmm. like, "Oh, we we finally talked to each other. The ice is broken. We can be friends now." And we went to a, a showcase of some sort and I was with Kayleen and Kayleen and I were planning to watch the movie Up in the Air with George Clooney. Oh my God. <laughs> and you were there too. And we were like, hey, you know, Courtney seems really cool. We should invite her to it. And this, Kayleen kind of filled in my sentences because I was like, wait, Courtney. And then Kayleen looked at me, we should invite her. And I, and I said, we should. And so we did. And then you came over and there's a part where Anna Kendrick... I know exactly is, what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah, Anna Kendrick is is just sobbing in the movie, and my roommate is laughing. My roommate, Becca, is laughing at her, and you turn to her and say, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> okay, but I didn't say it in the, Like, I'm not a mean person. <laughs> Instead, I was, like, being really affected by it, and Becca was laughing, and I said it to be facetious and funny, and I yelled, like, really loudly. I was like, shut up! She's going through something! And I, I didn't take it to be... to. I wasn't offended by it. I was... I was. I agreed with you, because I was like, hey, come on, she's really upset in this <laughs> scene, and you're, you're being mean about it. 
I also probably had been like crying a lot recently or something at that time. So I saw myself in Anna Kendrick's character. What's her name in that movie? Oh, God. Um, I feel like it's Anna. It's probably not. I think it may be. Or Joe, Joanna. It's probably Anna's in the name somewhere. It's probably not. I could Google it, but that's okay. Uh, but yeah, she's dating somebody like named Brian and everything's going terrible for her. And yeah, I really like that movie. And I really like Becca and I think she's forgiven me. <laughs> No, she 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 still talks about it to this day. That's not true. She let me move into her room like a couple months later. <laughs> the, which which brings me to the next part of the story is summer of 2014. You moved into my apartment. It was amazing. It was it was so much fun. You had gone on a Peru trip, and I don't remember how much thought we had put into it. It was just like, hey, Courtney, do you need somewhere to live? Mm-hmm. It was very Maybe little. even less to that. And you're like, yeah, before I go on this trip to Peru with our acting class, can I drop all this stuff off and my truck? I was like, yeah, let's do it. Then you got back, then you moved in. And then three months went by and we had a lot of fun. We did. The the parts I want to point out, the, the legendary parts, mm-hmm. are these weird Facebook fights that we would get into. One of them being a... A photo fight. I think I had just gotten a Mac computer, so I was having way too much fun with Photo Booth. Nice. I was just like, I'm going to take a picture of myself and send it to Courtney and then post a snarky comment on it. And then 70 comments later, we had sufficiently made fun of one another doing certain things. My favorite ones being you making fun of me for going to see Fault in Our Stars. <laughs> you're essentially wearing a trench coat and you're wearing a hat and you're hiding your face and you're putting the money forward and you're saying, what for Fault in Our Stars, please? <laughs> Am I wearing like a fedora? I don't know how I had all these like we had such elaborate props and costumes to dress up as one another but they were all on the fly so I remember at one point you're pretending to like smoke a cigarette but you're using a giant paper towel roll it got super gorilla I, I wasn't it got so gorilla you were way better prepared because you're right you had a fedora why did you even have a fedora I don't you know never wear I, fedoras. I don't I don't think I even own a fedora so I'm wondering where I had it uh maybe yeah, it was for like a a class or something I don't know where that fedora has gone to but yeah the the degree of like improvisation it got to you know eventually I was trying to like wear a tie to do an impression of you wearing a suit and it's just a belt like haphazardly like wrapped around my neck (laughs) and then you also you were like oh I'm Daniel I go to the gym I listen to podcasts I only drink protein shakes and you're you're on the floor in push-up position yeah Also, I, I definitely was making fun of the podcasting aspect because you were the only person I knew who listened to podcasts. And I didn't even start listening to podcasts until probably the end of that year, if not 2015. I had never heard a podcast before. That's fucking nuts considering the climate we're in now. For real, like between the two of us, we each have one now. But at the time... I was like, I have no idea what this is. I don't know what he's talking about. WTF with Mark Marin? who? And at that time, I had an iPod Classic, and I would put all the podcasts I wanted to listen to onto the iPod Classic. So I would have to sync it every time. And it's a lot more work than it is now. Now it's just open the podcast app, download anything that I want. The second good part of us living together was this movie pun battle that we got into that also, it went on for 69 comments. And it has such gems as, what's the movie where Matthew McConaughey has trouble eating his midday meals? Oh yeah, failure to lunch. (laughs) 
And then you responded, right, it's the sequel to that other movie of his, the one where he gets his leg stuck under a boulder and has to cut it off. What's that one called? Oh, yeah, How to Lose a Thigh in 10 Days. <laughs> I have no memory of that. I have, one, I have one more of one of my favorites, which is sort of, I didn't even realize that it's relevant, but stop it. We were so young then. It was even better when you and I did that scene from the play about the actor who plays Walter Jr. on Breaking Bad, Reasons to be Mitty. You are so good. (laughs) I don't even understand that one because I don't, I wrote that or you wrote that? I wrote that one because the the actor who plays Walter Jr., his his last, is RJ Mitty. That's his name. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't watch Breaking Bad. So I'm like, how did I come up with a pun for a show I never saw? Okay, yeah, you came up with that one. (laughs) To which your reply was, that's only because of my incredible scene partner, though. You're right about being young back then. You grew up so much about portraying a sad pajama-wearing man who kind of resembled your roommate and the villain from The Dark Knight Rises, but not quite all the way in Almost Bane. Aww. Which is, it's a pun on so many levels. That really is. And it combines, like, the two shows we actually got to quote be in together because you know we were in a scene together and then we were in almost main together but not in a scene together sadly we we were not scene partners unfortunately no if we were to do that one what show or what scene would you want to do with me in almost main Ooh, i think the one that you were already in but with me instead that'd be really fun i would like to do that one that um gosh what is that one even called the one where you see the heart at the end that, the one with the, the bags of love, that's just reasons to be pretty part two. <laughs> is that, yeah, is that where the guy has, has made a piece of art and he's like, here it is, it's my heart. Yeah, that one. I'm also a little bit more cynical, so almost Maine doesn't, doesn't oh, do it for me in the same I way as he used say, to. Doesn't do it for me at all, because I was, I was in it again after we did it that one time, and that time I got to play a lot more parts, which was fun, but by the end of it I was like, I'm done with this now. <laughs> I'm ready to move on. Thank you, John Cariani. Good night. Courtney has also tased me, which oh, was yeah. <laughs> a lot of fun. Okay. I did tase you with permission. However, I do feel like I really owe Malcolm an apology because I tased him kind of without permission. It had to happen, though. We were all doing it. You were, yeah. you were giving everyone the chance to do it, and then you did it to him. And then his reaction was hilarious. I have it on video. Yes, and I think he was like, do it again, so that's fine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The final point I want to bring up is because we are such big fans of movies and content in general, we have seen a lot of movies in theaters. Mostly we watched a lot of Netflix the summer we lived together, but Mm -hmm. that was something that you and I did a lot, and I, I was counting up all of my ticket stubs. And I think you and I saw 14 movies with Holy smokes. Three maybes that I wasn't sure about, but I'm I'm pretty sure 14 for sure. I quoted it at seven. I thought it was seven. Okay. Read them off to me. Ex Machina. Hell yeah. Gone Girl. Yes. Amazing. Fury. Obviously. Oh, we saw Fury together? Yeah, and Kimmy was there too. Okay, because Kimmy loves that movie, and every time she brings it up, I go, ah, oh, furry. <laughs> It's it's not a great movie. No, I just watched that like uh, two weeks ago too. And I was like, ugh, sorry. If you like Fury, that's great. <laughs> I just, it wasn't my cup of tea. What did Kimmy say in the podcast? If you're a fan of the movie, you'll you'll be a fan of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for La La Land? Yes. <laughs> she, yeah, she said, um, 
I love La La Land. And if you don't like La La Land, I guess it's because you don't like La La Land. And I laughed for about <laughs> 10 minutes at that. Yeah, which we'll get to because that's on this list. <laughs> yes, it is. La La Land. We watched La La Land. We yeah. also saw Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. We did. Oh, nice. Okay. I would. I probably wouldn't have seen that movie if it weren't for you. And it was good. It was decent. I think I know now. I think there was like some post on your Facebook page eventually where I just sent you the words Margot Robbie and you were like, our queen. <laughs> so <laughs> that must have been after that. Afterwards, we have Pop Star, Never Stop Stopping. Oh my gosh. that One of the best cinematic experiences ever. <laughs> it's oh my God. Where movie. did these killer bees come from? <laughs> Get my flamethrower. <laughs> Then we saw Moonlight, which yes. is one of my favorite movies of all time, and I'm glad I got to see that with you. I'm really glad I got to be there for your your Moonlight experience. You love that movie. I love it so much. Yeah, I do too. I think it's brilliant and beautiful, but I just, I really, you fell in love with that movie. I did. It It's one of my favorites, and I hope to talk about it on this podcast at some point. Oh, you absolutely should. Uh, La La Land, like we said. Yeah. I, I, at the time, I didn't know that Courtney's hate would be swelling. <laughs> I don't hate it. I really don't. I know I super enjoyed it when we saw it. And I even like put it as like probably my number two of movies to come out that year. Um, I was like, it was so good. Loved it. And then the more it was in my life and the more it just kept popping up, I was like swatting it away like a fly. And I was like, stop it. Leave me alone. Um, and now I'm not the biggest fan of it. But those costumes rock. The music's fine. I don't crave listening to it. I did really much enjoy the number of times you would. Did you leave me like voice memos of it or something? Or you would like try to annoy me and you would be like, bum, 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 bum. Probably. That sounds like something I would do. Yeah, but I do love like you sent me a video of you playing um, City of Stars on the piano and that was beautiful. I think you did that when you were uh, babysitting Kiki because you brought a piano, didn't you? I did. I brought a keyboard. Yeah, you brought the keyboard to when you were house sitting for me, and so I got I got that along with some other gems. We saw How to Train Your Dragon two. Are you kidding? No, I'm not. We saw it in three D. Why? Sure. Why did we do that? I think <laughs> we liked the first one. Okay. Yeah, I believe you. You're not not a fan of the How to Train Your Dragon. No, I'm I'm I'm. It's fine. <laughs> I liked the second one. I just have no memory of it. I even like thought that I watched it while babysitting children or something. So I believe you that we saw that together. <laughs> we did. Trust me, because I I definitely would have seen it. Would not have seen it by myself. Yeah. Okay. We saw Interstellar opening night. Totally remember that. Absolutely. Yes. Because I I turned to you and said something horribly offensive, and you got mad. I overreacted though too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a strange thing to have happen the second like a really good movie ends <laughs> and and now we remember it <laughs> we do i'm sorry that that's like burned into your brain as well oh no i i'm sorry that i said the thing i said i, I should that's not okay. have said it you didn't deserve such a visceral reaction <laughs> yes i did but that's beyond the point we saw okay so i have mad max on the list because you were working at the movie theater, and I didn't mm -hmm. know you were going to be doing tickets that day. And so you came into the theater for 20 minutes, I think, yes. <laughs> and watched it. And then you left. 
Nice. Which I do. which makes me really nervous as a person because I'm like, she she doesn't know what's going to happen. How could she just do that? Well, it's because I worked at the movie theater, so I knew like in about four hours I could go see the whole thing. Makes me nervous, Courtney. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I can be more frivolous with movies than others. Like I heard you saying to Kayleen that you would get nervous every time I would get up to go to the restroom during a movie. Yes, I would. I live my life knowing that I'll see things a second time. I don't know why. I just, I see things too much. And so I just am like, I'll be back for this. (laughs) When Force Awakens came out, my dad was super excited. And he got up to go to the bathroom during it. Which isn't that big a deal, I guess. But it's like, you're so excited about this movie. You can't hold it. You you really can't? (laughs) Anyways, you can... You can tell that I'm, I'm very bothered by it. <laughs> yes, there are certain things where I, I know that I could hold it. Like, I, I held out for all of the most recent Star Wars and Infinity War saga endgame type movies. I, I held out for those ones. Which is not easy to hold it during. Yeah, otherwise I'll leave. Like, I left during it chapter two because I was like, I'm going to see it again. It's fine. <laughs> but you missed Stephen King. And I missed the two seconds of Stephen King time. That's, yeah. Go listen to Kayleen's episode of Super Serious Movie Man to hear that story. Next up, we have Hardcore Henry. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I should have, see, you're saying such good ones that I should have remembered. I remember that very well. We were excited about it, and we saw it in a full theater of people. I think we were both kind of disappointed by it, but I've sort of grown to like it more. I was going to ask if you've seen it again. My brother got it for me. Nice. And it's it's such a good movie to put on and turn your brain off. Okay. It's it's not high art, but it's entertaining. And sometimes that's good enough. Yeah, it's original. You can't fault them for that. That's super cool. Next up, we have a movie I really did not enjoy and still do not enjoy, The Martian. Oh, we did see that together. Because did you read the book? I have read the book now. Okay. I remember like talking about the, I think you and I have talked about the book and stuff. Uh, this is a sidetrack, but I'm, I'm forever mad that like you had moved away by the time the Ready Player One movie came out. Cause that would have been fun to see together. That would have been fun to see. I have a lot of thoughts about that movie. Same, but yeah, the and Martian and the book, geez, the Martian, I, I was not too happy with the movie. I, I mean, it got a lot of acclaim and people really enjoyed it, but Yeah, it didn't do it for me the way that the book did or just the way that other space movies do. I agree with all those points. It just, it's a movie. It's competently made, but it happens so fast. You don't learn anything about the characters. It should just be called plot, the movie. That's (laughs) that's all it is. Or characters, quote, or colon, there's a lot of them. (laughs) Yes, everyone is in that movie. Uh, You got us in to see that for free. Oh, did I? I worked there then? You didn't, but you, one of your friends is like, no, Courtney, you don't pay here. Noise. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. We saw See, the first one. You're saying a whole bunch of things that I'm like kicking myself now for. I should have just easily known that one because you even made a Facebook status about it when we watched it. <laughs> I did. I made a pun. You made a pun. Was it like a Dwight Schrute pun? Fantastic yes, Beasts. Was... <laughs> yeah. Love it. <laughs> But Courtney, you see so many movies. It's it's hard to keep track. It is. And I also see so many by myself. So I do feel bad when I'm like, was there a human next to me? Like, I felt really bad because I was telling Kayleen about how bad Baywatch was. And she was like, I was sitting right next to you and we saw it. And I was like, no, you weren't. (laughs) And she definitely was. I've literally done the same thing with the movie Prometheus. I asked my friend if he had seen it. And he he blank stares (laughs) me and says, 
I was sitting next to you when we saw it in theaters. <laughs> okay. It's all Sorry. a circle. Yeah, I've had to say that to Kimmy, where I was like, you were next to me when we watched Zodiac. And she was like, no, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I heard that recently. She's like, what? No. That is the great Mandela complex of, or Mandela effect of our friendship, is that she insists she wasn't there when we watched Zodiac, but she was. <laughs> Are you sure you're not just gaslighting her? <laughs> I'm not gaslighting her. Apparently I've been gaslighting you by telling you we only saw seven movies together. But I have, I have the receipts. Yeah, where are all your ticket steps stored? Do you have like a nice book? I organized them. So I had just a tray where I had, I had been just throwing them in. Yeah. I opened one of my photo albums recently and my mom, my mom put the photo album together really well. And she had put the, the ticket stubs with each chron- chronologically. Oh my so gosh. Like, yeah, it was super cool. Deborah, that's amazing. Because Kayleen and I were, I told Kayleen I saw way, way back in theaters and I was looking for my stub and the ticket stub was in, in the photo album. Wow, I really miss stubs as well. That's what AMC calls it now. It's called AMC stubs and yet they give you no stubs. They don't give you anything? You don't get anything. It's all scanned on your phone. And that was like movie pass. I would still get to scan the card and then get a ticket printed out. But AMC stubs... I mean, it's it's like all my movies are logged, but I love collecting stubs. Mine are just in a big jar, but I really enjoyed that. As I was going through my own stubs, I was getting mad at the times where Grossmont would only have the snack bar open, so the ticket stub would just be on a receipt and not an actual cardstock. Yeah, I didn't like that about Hillcrest. Hillcrest was, you know, there's just like a tiny little piece of paper and it faded really fast. Yeah. Give me the stubs. Luckily... The main theater chain up here, you get a physical ticket afterwards, nice. which is awesome. On to what we saw for my 21st birthday, train wreck. <laughs> yes. We got shit-faced. Well, I got shit-faced. You got more than I did. Um, I have this hilarious video of you. Do you remember when we were waiting for the lift ride to come pick us up afterwards? And you're doing basically like a Cirque du Soleil acrobatic stunt where you put your arms on like a stop sign. And you did like a sideways handstand. Do you have any memory of doing that? I do. I do remember doing that. I think it's called flag pulling. Where you flag make pulling? A flag. Yeah. Okay. So drunk Daniel is actually like you maintain all your upper body strength and you're you're very coordinated. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. It's all gone. Yeah. Drunk Courtney could like shakily operate a camera to film you doing that. Well, that that video is great because it has your your laughing commentary. Over it does. Of course it does. I can't, I giggle at all my friends. Y'all are just too funny. You're the best audience. (laughs) The next movie, and I think it's your favorite one, is Shape of Water. Rude. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's the, is that the last thing we've seen together? I think it was. Oh, sad. What a doozy. What a doozy. Uh, However, super cool that you took me to that tower theater from Lady Bird. Mm-hmm. that's where we saw it and that thing is huge it was like an opera house it's a nice theater yeah but it was it's so tall it goes all the way up like we're, i felt like i was sitting in a balcony the auditorium that we saw shape of water in that was the one i saw lady bird in that's super cool that you got to do that yeah i'm i'm grateful for that i have three movies that i wasn't sure about oh sure you could probably clear this up we didn't see A Million Ways to Die in the West together, did we? I don't think we did. Did that exist when I lived there? Because when did that come out? Oh, you know what? Now that you say that, yeah, I think it came out in 2013. 
then no, we wouldn't have. If it came out in 2014, I would believe you. <laughs> Which brings me to the second Planet of the Apes movie. I don't remember seeing it with you, but I remember we had a lot of jokes about apes that summer. No, I totally I totally saw that with you because you welcomed me into uh, whatever watch party you had going for the first one. Because I'd never seen it, the James Franco one. Yeah. I'd never seen that. So then I watched at your house with you and then afterwards was really excited to see the next one. So I did see that next one with you. But I think that's when we lived together, wasn't it? Was it? That came out that summer? I think it did. Then I, yeah, I, I do recall seeing that with you though. And Xavier, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I went and saw that with you guys. And I was like, look at me included in the ape fest. <laughs> ape. Ape. <laughs> we are like ape. <laughs> Our jokes are just so dumb. Yeah, but that's, that's their charm. They're special. Uh, and the last one I'm, I wasn't sure about is Guardians of the Galaxy. No, because I didn't live there when that came out. But it came out in... Tr- yeah, wait, what? Are you sure? Didn't that come out in 2012? No, 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 no. It came out in 2014. Huh. We may have. Yeah, it came out August 1st. Of 2014. Why did I think that came out sooner? I sound like a bad Marvel fan. We might have seen that together then, but... No, I saw that with my dad. That's why I'm thinking it wasn't, because I saw that in my hometown theater, and that was probably because I was home for, like, a a weekend in summer or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because... I went to summer camp every summer. Yeah, and I feel like you came back, and I wasn't home, and I hadn't left a note or told you that I was going to NorCal. (laughs) You went to NorCal, too? I think so. Probably. Yeah, I loved that we had that little that little whiteboard where it's it was like the person's name and you would put a magnet over what thing they were doing so I would know where you were. That was helpful. <laughs> it was like the Weasley's clock. I was just going to say that. You beat me to it by one second. <laughs> it was like Chica-chica. the Weasley's clock. Yeah, so I was I was home for Guardians of the Galaxy. That's why I thought it came out before I moved to San Diego. But I will say, if you want to tack a million ways to die in the West onto your list, I believe we would have seen that together because it came out the summer I was living with you. I looked it up. Did it? Yeah. I just, I, I don't remember. I have no memory. Really? Because that's such a good movie. Like, it won six Oscars. It Wait, 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> it was an ode to classic Hollywood. It had Tarantino shaking. <laughs> yeah, he was like, here, oh my god, there's a new Western guy in town. <laughs> what? No one told me you could make Westerns. That's, that's what inspired Tarantino, to make Westerns. Yep. And now that's all he's ever going to make. Yeah. We owe Charlene so much. Oh, wait. Did we see Atomic Blonde together? No. Never mind. No. You didn't remember then? Okay. You saw that with your dad. I did. I did. My memory is opening up. You saw the third planet of the apes when you were on your Europe trip. I fell asleep during it. (laughs) It's not good. It's quite bad, actually. It's It's not good, but also I had landed after, like, country hopping all over. I was only in... London for a short amount of time and I landed at I think like four in the morning and my hotel wouldn't let me stay there but they thankfully took my bags and so then I just had to sit in a cafe until more businesses started opening up and then at 10 a.m there was a showing of whatever Woody Harrelson Planet of the Apes what's it called? War for the Planet of the Apes. War for the Planet of the Apes and uh, I don't know if when you were in London did they 
Did you go see movies and were the movie trailers 45 minutes long? No, I, I never saw a movie when I was there. It was a solid 45 minutes of movie trailers and I was so confused. And at, at some point I thought a movie would never start and then I fell asleep. <laughs> and you also saw a trailer for the movie you were seeing too, if I remember correctly. They played the trailer for the movie and like in the middle of all the other trailers too. I was, I was so, I was so confused. <laughs> Moving on to Courtney's podcast. Courtney is the third and final host of We Explain Movies, which we have talked with Kimmy and Kayleen at depth. And they both gave us some background about the podcast, about Fifty Shades Free, Freed mm-hmm. at Starbucks, and explaining Hereditary to Kayleen. So Courtney, what's your side of the story? Uh, my side is very similar to those two ladies. However, um, I think it's funny that you're getting all all three iterations of the podcast, if you will, because I have one more super secret story that nobody else knows about of how our podcast came to be. Ooh, I got the scoop. You got the scoop. It began as um, a discussion of Hereditary where Kayleen just kept saying, no, tell me what happens. And I was so hesitant to spoil it for her, but in the end, that's just not a movie that Kayleen would be a fan of or would be able to handle emotionally, so we decided to let it go. For Fifty Shades Freed, I I don't need to know what happens, (laughs) so I was okay with them spoiling that for me. And then we started playing around with the idea of, let's make a YouTube channel. Like We had so much fun talking about these two movies several months apart. What a fun time that was. I think we could have something really going here where we just spoil the whole plot of the movie by explaining it to someone who hasn't seen it. And so we decided it was going to be a YouTube channel. And there is actually a lost episode filmed on my camera of the three of us in the living room with Kayleen and I explaining to Kimmy, sorry to bother you, (laughs) which if you've seen is just the most insane movie. And it's impossible to explain. It's impossible to even attempt why there are horses, why Tessa Thompson has those earrings on, what just what is happening with Army Hammer's weird mansion. It was it was a time. No, Courtney, it's a super deep movie <laughs> and you just don't get it. It is Black Mirror, but like if Black Mirror I don't know, drank a monster energy drink or something and then turned into a horse. Yeah, I think that's an apt description. Yeah, and so my camera kept cutting out every like 10 minutes because I was using the wrong kind of memory card and also because we were super tipsy. And I think at one point we thought we recorded for a solid 30 minutes and then we turned it on and it was actually one second of recording and then nothing. And so we gave up. <laughs> that must have been crushing. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It, that, that needed to, that footage should not see the light of day ever. And it never will, which is good. Um, and also just would have been a really tough thing for three white women to try tackling in their first ever episode of like YouTube film criticism. I think that that would have just, we would have gotten so many thumbs downs instantly. Um, And it just would have been really hard. And so we then planned to record an episode of Fargo and really planned in advance, like, all right, Friday, look good, show up, you're going to be on camera, have some notes on Fargo. And as soon as those two showed up to, uh, or well, Kimmy and I lived together, as soon as Kayleen showed up, all of us were like, I don't want to make a video. And so we said, podcast. And the rest is history. And it went really well. And these sorts of things make so much more sense as podcasts. If it's just three people talking, whether it's an interview or a discussion, you don't need visuals unless you... Exactly. It's helpful to bring in examples But if you want something 
easily consumable, it's better option. Exactly. It's just conversation. Um, it's palatable. You can take in all this information this way. And really, if we're sitting there describing a movie to you, that does not really lend itself to the visual medium. Like you shouldn't be sitting there describing it and talking. It should be something you listen to, I think. Um, so podcasts really work well for us. Was making a podcast something that you ever thought you would be doing? No. <laughs> Um, just because I, I, I got in kind of late to the podcasting game of what I like to listen to. I would say the thing that like did it for me and my first big listen was Serial. And then from there, you know, I listened to things like How Stuff Works and My Favorite Murder and other things where it was, it seemed like stuff that other people in a more specific profession were doing. I, I didn't really listen to like amateur podcasts and I'm nothing if not an amateur. So I didn't really know it was possible. And now uh, I feel like I found this whole community of actual amateur podcasters and people who just want to make content with their friends and people who want to educate and talk about what they're passionate about. And since then, I'm like toying with the idea of starting just like a whole bunch of solo podcasts. I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's start a book podcast that no one will listen to. Why not? No, it's it's a lot of fun and really creatively fulfilling. It really is. And it's it's easy to turn out content. You know, it's very time consuming in that aspect. But yeah, it is. It brings you joy to like have a final product. And the final product is something you can go back and listen to or recommend to people and share with them. Because most art is time consuming, but I'm not skilled at other art. <laughs> Which is extremely false, but well, Courtney I mean, is being modest. Yeah, it's just something that this is more shareable. Like, you know, I can't film myself doing a monologue. I suppose I could and then be like, watch this. That just seems like I'm infringing upon people's time and eyeballs. <laughs> I shouldn't mm -hmm. do stuff like that. What's your favorite part about making the podcast? I would say getting to discuss things we normally, as friends, just don't talk about because it is a very personal podcast for us where we just open up about a lot of stuff or share a lot of favorites in our lives. And so I get to find out all these amazing things about like Kayleen and Kimmy from their childhoods, I would say, where, you know, some days we'll come across a question where it's like, what's a movie that you've seen so many times that you can quote every line from? And I had no idea that Kayleen basically memorized Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> and um, just like telling me these fun, awesome backstories about that. Or I talked to Kimmy and Kimmy's like seen a lot of things that I just wouldn't have expected her to see. Or I just realized what her taste is. She's got a very eclectic taste for um like period films and stuff and I'm not a period film person so that's really nice to hear her like want to talk about them or to want to explain them to us um so I just I've learned so much about my friends and it's a great conversation starter for us to just hang out because a lot of the time I would say a third of the podcast is what we actually I'm sorry that's the wrong math what we actually talk about ends up getting cut down to either a third or half. And so there's a lot of time in there where it's just friends hanging out and having a nice conversation and just telling each other things. And it's really nice. And it's really interesting to be a fly on the wall for those sorts of discussions. I mean, it's one of the great things about podcast where you, you feel like you're part of the conversation, but you're also, I, you guys always make me think about movies in a way I hadn't thought about. And so it's a great, especially to hear it from your friends it's a great way to supplement your knowledge oh exactly yeah like I get opened up to so many more ideas or perspectives or just opinions on things because uh, we do like to rate the movies in the end and see what really affects people and something like <laughs> like I was known for a while on our podcast for being the harshest with my ratings I just 
you know, probably because of you, honestly, and how you and I would talk about movies on a scale of one to 10 from IMDb ranking. And Mm -hmm. you really made me rethink like, okay, five does mean good. (laughs) Um, And that was because you say that five is a lot, don't you? So for me, a five is watchable. Okay. It's, it's not the best thing, but it's watchable. It's, it's more actively good than it is bad. When it start when it gets into four territory, there's more bad elements than good. Okay. Yeah. I would say that that's like for me with a six and then a five means like I'll rewatch it, especially like if I'm not, I'm not going to give it a five unless someday I see myself rewatching it again. And so Sometimes, you know, when it's explained to you, it's as if you have watched it. And so a five would mean like, yeah, and I'm excited to go out and find this. And something that I know you have seen, thanks to Letterboxd, um, it was just funny when you get to know your friends' opinions on stuff and you you hear this whole saga explained to you. And like Kayleen explained all of the plot of the Matthew McConaughey and Hathaway Serenity film. And oh, <laughs> fucking awful movie. Exactly. Her and Kimmy gave it like a two. And I gave it a five and a half, but that was just from the explanation because I hadn't actually seen the film yet, but you know, Kayleen's explaining it and she's really, um, she's really describing this father son relationship. And I kind of started to almost cry on the podcast because it sounded so beautiful and it's not, it's not at all. It's a movie that sucks the life out of you is what it is. Oh, it was a terrible movie. And then I watched it and I was like, all right. So that was that was all Kayleen just pulling at my heartstrings. That's me like feeling for uh, a story described by my friend, but it's not the actual movie. And so it's just fun to, to then afterwards we got to discuss that of, Courtney, why'd you rate that so high? Because you explained it so well. Exactly, because it sounded like a fun time. And yeah, there's been... Very few, if any, movies where it's been explained to me and then after I've watched it and I got mad and I like actually really didn't like it. So that's nice. What's your role in making the podcast? I am the first round or master editor. I take all of the raw footage and I condense it into an hour and a half to two hour episode. And then once it's like, I don't send it to Kayleen unless it's under two hours. There's been a few exceptions where we've had guest stars on the podcast. And so we just can't help when we do our opening. And what did you watch this week? And what are your answers to these questions? Sometimes it's been like two hours and 15. It's just in- impossible to keep it short. Because it's just impossible. Week. Or we, we just find ourselves so funny and we're so indulgent in that. <laughs> I'll pass it along to her when it's under two hours. And then she goes through just to see if, if we're talking about a silly comedy. Like maybe people aren't down to listen to a whole two hours about that. So we do want to make it more digestible to listeners. And so she'll go through and say, this part actually we don't need it. Or she'll more importantly, cut out all the like spoiler timestamps so I know how to say hey if you have not seen War of the Worlds don't listen to this 30 seconds press that skip button real fast because we don't want to spoil every movie in the world and yet we do and then other than that I I post on our Instagram at we explain movies I just post a lot of fun silly things and try to like I'm more active on that page than I am on my personal one now just because it's it's so much fun what's the most difficult thing about doing your podcast or maybe not the most difficult, but something that isn't your favorite part, necessarily. <laughs> I would say now is is just, it, we're still doing the podcast right now during quarantine. So this is kind of a cop-out answer because I love the podcast so much. It's just right now, it's it's really making me sad that I don't get to actually sit with my friends and we don't actually get to um, be together in person for it while social distancing 800 miles apart. 500 miles apart? 
500 miles apart. Kimmy's not that far. Um, so that's been really difficult just in, in managing how to, like you've got this nailed down with virtual or long distance recording. We need to come up with something smarter like this. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty good at it. Yeah, no, this is a really nifty website. We just also all like to see each other. So that's why we had a tough time using Zencaster. Well, and you, you guys have are better at podcasting in person. It's just, it's because I'm, I do it this way. It's a skill that I don't have. Oh, true. Yeah, like you, you're good at this. I'm sure you're, <laughs> you have this people person skills in person, though. Yeah, I think I think I've definitely found out my format more now. Like, it's way more interesting to be talking to you than it is working on an audio essay. I really do applaud you for those ones. I feel silly for not noticing this sooner, but I feel like your solo episodes, you put music to those, right? I do. To kind of add something to it. It just now occurred to me that you do that. I try to. It's, uh, they're not my favorite thing, which is why I haven't continued the Christopher Nolan thing that I was, I had started. Yeah, but you should. I don't know. I'll, I like talking. It's more fun to talk to people and talk to my friends, of course. Good. You're, you're, you're never going to run out of uh, people to have on here. You're a very popular guy and you're a super good listener. So who wouldn't want to come on this podcast? Oh, thank you for saying that. You're welcome. What's an episode of your podcast that you're really proud of? Hmm. I really like, I'm going to scroll through. You're going to have to cut some dead space here. <laughs> oh, no worries. If any, if I'm good at anything, it's trimming stuff down. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because you know, like off the top of our heads, there's ones that we find really funny. Like the Serenity one actually is hysterical to me. I really like that one. But maybe for ones that I, because because we each get our own week sort of a thing. So like, I'm really proud of my um Mulholland Drive episode. I'd never seen Mulholland Drive, and I decided to explain that and. David Lynch stuff is nothing if not a lot. So to uh, to get my notes on that, to plan out my research and discuss it with everybody. And I was really proud of the questions that I came up with for the week, because essentially our podcast works as we say, what did you watch this week? And then we have questions related to the movie. So if you do something like, I don't know, we did the movie Horse Sense, it was, what's your favorite Disney Channel original movie? And so for Mulholland Drive, I came up with the question, if you could uh, be a film professor, what films would you put on your syllabus? And so, oh, that's I, a great question, right? Isn't that fun? And I would definitely put Mulholland Drive on mine. Mm-hmm. Put you in the hot seat. Do you have an answer for that? If you could think of some, and we we said like five or six or something. No, that's that's the thing about me. I need to. I need like twenty minutes at minimum <laughs> to think about stuff. But that's a great question because as someone who was in a lot of film classes and like them a lot I think I could make a good curriculum I think you could uh unrelated to the podcast send me that list when you've got it I want to know what you would put on yours okay I will do that yeah. Ooh, I, oh okay okay I would my class would be about sci-fi nice that's what my, I don't know what movies would be on it but that's what the class would be that's funny because I think all all three of us put something on there like that like Kimmy had Ex Machina I'm pretty sure I had um I said all Denis Villeneuve movies, including Arrival. And then Kayleen had Blade Runner 2049. And I think The Matrix. So that we had a lot of sci-fi going. Shout out to Denis Villeneuve. Shout out. Shout out, man. And then shout out to Kayleen. You should post more on Letterboxd and feel bad that you don't. I'm, I'm going to start cyberbullying her, as you recommended last time. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. 
Oh, fantastic. So that's We Explain Movies. It is available on all of the relevant podcasting platforms like Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and you should listen to it. It's really funny and really thought-provoking. These ladies are very smart. Thank you. Before we move into, as I have written on my script, the meat of the episode. Meat. I was wondering how to pronounce that four-letter word. So yeah, I think this is a good point to end it. It's a nice introduction to Courtney because the next two episodes are going to be a more specific discussion. One thing I want to do before this episode ends, and I'll go quick so I don't hijack it, but I want to clarify my movie rating system because the way I explained it, that makes no sense. If a movie has more good elements than bad, Courtney's right. That should be a six. So... A five in my book is a movie that is equally good and bad, and that makes it watchable still. Movies I would put in that category are Den of Thieves, where there's good filmmaking and decent acting, but the writing doesn't dig that deep. Another movie I would put in that category is Furious 7, that has a lot of fun action. Just I felt like it, it knew it was over the top, but it doesn't really have a lot of believable emotionality in it. So I I could talk more about that, but I I did not like my own explanation in this episode. And I wanted to clear that up. Don't forget to cyber bully Kayleen and be on the lookout for the next two episodes of my talk with Courtney. Thank you.